Welcome to the C3 Church Watson Podcast. Our vision is to connect you to Jesus, develop you as a follower of Christ, and empower you to build the church. We hope you are blessed by this week's message. So glad to be talking to you today about joy. Uh, my message, if you want a title, is called Choose Joy, Choose Strength. Uh, that's because in Nehemiah chapter 8, there's a story about um, the people all gathered together. They were confronted with a very challenging situation. They were feeling convicted. They were feeling condemned. And um, the challenge to them is, um, no, no, don't, don't respond like that. Don't respond like that. Respond with joy. Because, and it says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Joy is strength. Um, and then they changed their reaction. So it says in verse 12, they, they went, oh, all right then, all the people went away to eat and celebrate with joy. They chose to engage with joy in sheer obedience. No, no, this is what you have to do. You do it like this, you respond like that. Because there's a correlation here, right? If you want to get strong, you want to stay strong. If you want to be equipped to be a source of strength to others around you, to be able to be the person who guides them um, out of vulnerable places, out of difficult times, you're going to need to figure out this joy thing. The joy thing is the key that makes us strong. Mentally strong, emotionally solid, spiritual bedrock. When I first started working at my current school, we had a brand new principal and she introduced a new thing. Every staff meeting must start with celebrations. All right, anything good to report? Could be feedback from a parent, could be anything good that happened with one student or with a whole year group or anything that's going on. Come on, talk to us about something great that's happening. And at first, you could hear a pin drop. They're like, ah, I'm so confused. Why are we talking about positive things? What? Huh? But eventually people started sharing things. And now in a staff meeting five, six years later, you know, you just can't shut them up. Fifteen stories later, 15 celebrations later, people are going, okay, well, that's really great, guys, but we've sort of got to get on with the agenda as well. So, um, yeah, so let's get down to it. It changed the whole culture of that organisation. The whole school, the vibe, the atmosphere, the tone completely shifted over a period of time by introducing celebration. Let's start by celebrating some of the good things that are happening. And it can be hard when you're in a difficult place to sort of search around and find something positive, something, locate something that you can celebrate. Oh yeah, there was that thing. Um, but it can be the answer. That shift in your mind can be the answer. Uh, many times I've just sat there coming just out of a sticky situation or a tough meeting or something and gone, what? There's nothing. I can't think of anything. And I really believed that to be true. Um, but I forced myself to try to come up with something. I sort of went, all right, I will try. And just by setting that intention... Um, it changed things. Suddenly, I remembered something. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was that thing. Or I saw something that I couldn't see before. 
Just like the story of Elisha's servant, you know the story, he goes to the window, he says, oh my gosh, it's hopeless, we're surrounded by this army, and Elisha goes, oh God, will you just open his eyes so he can see what I can see? Um, And he goes back to the window, and he sees the same army surrounding them, but beyond that army, he sees another magnificent, huge army, way outnumbering the army that's coming against them, and that is the army of God, and he goes, oh, you know what, I think we're going to be okay. And sometimes you've just got to have the right lenses on to see, so you can see what was actually there the whole time. It's a shift that you decide on. It's never going to just come to you or force itself on you or happen all by itself. Um, It's not passive like that. You have to choose it. One of my favorite books is The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. And one of the things I love about it is international, global bestseller filled with scripture, like packed with whether people knew they were reading Bible or not. They were all queuing up at the bookstore to buy this book about the power of positive thinking. And I love that about it. It's not, la, 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 nothing's actually happening. It's not denial. That's not what we're talking about here. Um, It's just not allowing circumstances to dictate to us. It's not giving them the power to determine our state of mind and our state of heart. I may not be able to choose what happens to me, but I sure can choose how I respond to what happens to me. God has created us in his image, the Bible says, to be little prototypes of him running around, Um, And that means we are created to be in charge. We are created to be the captain of our ship, our bit. We're supposed to run the show. Um, It's not a matter of, oh, this is how I feel and I can't help that, or this is just where my mind keeps wandering to and there's nothing I can do about that. I can't control it. Yes, you can. You can, actually, you can. Philippians 4.4 says, Rejoice. Always. Always. Is God really, really unfair? Like, how am I supposed to find joy in the middle of this? Could it be that God's showing us that there is joy to be found in any situation if we're prepared to just go there and look for it? In Habakkuk, there's this great verse, and when I was a little kid, you know, we used to sing a song about it. Um, Though the fig tree should not blossom, though there be no fruit on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. If you live in the Middle East, boy, you really want your figs and your olives, I'm telling you. Uh, The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will A modern paraphrase could perhaps be, though the lockdown be not lifted, though the restrictions be not eased, though my favourite restaurant be not opened up again yet, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. We're talking about something that we choose to dive into, not something that depends on our circumstances, being pleasant or perfect. And surely, if we believe in a God who can make all things work together for good for us, then this is possible, right? But Stu, you don't know my situation. Oh, I get that everyone else might be able to do that with their situation, but mine is especially difficult. I do know, actually, because I spend my whole week on the phone talking to people in dire circumstances of one type or another. 
And I do know how difficult things are. I know that things are really difficult right now. They may be very difficult for you. So it's actually much more important than it's ever been, isn't it? That we humble ourselves before God's word and yield and say, okay, okay, this feels really hard, but I will give it a try. I will try to find some joy. I will try to find something to celebrate. God, can you show me? I can't see it. Can you help me? Can you open my eyes like Elisha's servant and help me to see something I can't see right now that is a cause to thank you, that is a cause to celebrate, something for me to be cheerful about? One little thing. Can I, can I just find one thing to focus on and find some joy even though things have not changed? Say it out loud. I can experience joy today. That's good. Yeah, wherever you are, in your jimmy jams, on your couch, I can experience joy today. Yes, you can. No matter where you're at in terms of your employment or your health or your relationships, no matter what's going on, you can seek out and find joy. And when you do, you're going to find something else. You're going to find strength. James chapter 1 and verse 2 says, Consider it joy when you go through trials that test your faith. When you go through severe trials, so so harsh that they're going to actually test your faith, when that happens, consider it joy. Now, I'm a school teacher, so I like to draw things on whiteboards. If I was going to draw this on a whiteboard, it would look like this. Trials. Everyone's got them. We should expect them. Jesus said they're going to happen. Ain't nothing you can do about it. They're going to come. But when they do... You can respond in two different ways. If you respond with joy, you will be strengthened by the trial. If you respond with anxiety, you will be weakened by it. If we want to be strong, we're going to have to figure out how to respond with joy to our trials. Let's put that down now because my arm will get tired. Time and chance happen to us all, the Bible says. Smelly substances are going to hit the fan at some point. And it's not easy. When choosing joy, there's a struggle involved. I'm not saying, oh, this will be a piece of cake. Don't worry about it. I'm not, I'm not being dismissive. I'm just talking about something very important. Um, we might have to choose joy over and over again, not just once as well. Because anxiety will come back knocking. I'm back. It will try and try again, especially if we have some habits around being anxious. The original Greek word in that verse in James, consider it, consider it joy, is hegesasti, which is literally translated as to lead. Lead yourself to joy when you encounter trials. Lead yourself to joy. It's not passive. It's not about... Stu, these are just the facts and whether or not we accept them. It's not about that. The facts are nothing to do with this. It's about personal leadership. I will lead my mind to joy instead of defaulting to anxiety. I will step up and be in control and be in charge. It's actively seeking the supernatural instead of just rolling over and being swamped by the natural. It's a powerful idea. It's the same Greek word as in a couple of other verses. In Acts 26, the Apostle Paul's dragged before King Agrippa to 
um, defend himself, to be interrogated, and if he's lucky with a old school psychopath king like this, maybe be allowed to live. So it's that kind of very tense situation where you're literally fighting for your life. Paul says this same Greek word. He says he considers himself fortunate. Are you mad, Paul? What do you mean you're lucky to be here? Lucky, lucky, lucky. It reminds me of Monty Python, you know. Always look on the bright side of life. No, Paul's saying, it's a good thing. It's a great thing that I'm here before you, King, because now I get to explain everything and defend my position to the power broker. He reckons it's good. He finds something good, something to celebrate, even when his life is under threat. In Philippians 2, verse 3, the same words used again, where we're told to esteem others more highly than ourselves. Same word. If we respond with anxiety, we're likely to hold all our resources, panic, worry about ourselves, make sure we're being looked after and everyone else you know, can look after themselves. I, I, I'm too anxious to think any other way. But if we react with joy, we're going to find opportunities to minister and reach out. And just like Fiona was talking about, and know that we've made an impact and really helped others. Now, as Pastor Mel said last week, if you're listening today and you're in a violent situation, you just need to get out and do whatever you need to do. There's no joy. There's just getting yourself to safety. I get that. I get that. And I know that there are way more individual situations than we can possibly, you know, adequately address in a 20-minute message. I get that. Life's complicated and you might be in a very difficult situation. But the principle I'm talking about if you can grab hold of the principle I'm talking about, is that this is a counterintuitive behaviour. Like so much of our thinking and our speaking and the things that we do, the actions that we take, now that we've shifted into another kingdom. The Bible says we got taken out of one kingdom and put into a new kingdom, another kingdom, the kingdom of God. And Romans 14, 17 says that the kingdom of God is joy. Look it up. Romans 14, 17 says the kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is joy. It doesn't make sense in Isaiah 54 to talk to a broken, disappointed, dismayed woman who desperately wants to have kids and hasn't been able to yet and say, get happy, rejoice, barren woman, rejoice. It almost seems like an act of cruelty. But God's ways are not our ways. And he knows the answer. He knows that if we can decide to engage with joy, that'll be the thing that unlocks things for us. That'll be the thing that makes us strong. That'll be the thing that helps us to carry on. Even during COVID, even in lockdown, even when a family member has passed away. Wow, that is happening. Really, that is happening. Everywhere in the world, stuff that's like that is going down. Even when I've lost hours, even when I've lost my whole job, believe it or not, yes, yes, that's the answer. Find your way to joy. Figure it out and make your way there. Start turning yourself around. How's you? How can I do it? Well, look, I'm so glad you asked me that. Um, 
Jeremiah 15 and verse 16 says this, Your words were food and I ate them and your words became joy to me. Your words were food and I ate them. What are we consuming? Taking into our holistic selves in big quantities. What is it? What's our diet consisting of at the moment? Is it nourishing us? Are we checking every daily COVID update to keep feeding the anxiety? And then, you know, trying to take our mind off the anxiety by binge watching TV shows that aren't much better for us? Is that what we're consuming? We need to watch our diet because that becomes our food and that's what we, that, that produces outcomes in our life. Finding God's word, verses that apply to you and your situation. This is where you can customize the message to you. You sit with the Holy Spirit and you find those verses and you stick them up on your fridge door or your mirror or wherever you're going to see them all the time. And every time you open the fridge, go, that's right. Remind yourself of it and think about it. Think about how it applies to you. It'll become food. It'll start to nourish you and bring joy into your life. Say them out loud. Explain what you're realizing about those verses to your group, to your friend at your group on Zoom or on the phone. Call them up and say, hey, I've been thinking about this verse and I've been thinking it really applies to me in this way. And they'll go, that's fantastic. Let's celebrate that together. And you'll find joy. You can counteract mental health challenges with the spiritual force of joy. And then in your joy, talk, 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 talk to your friend. Go meet a mask to mask and go for a walk and, you know, have a good old chat. Talk to a professional if you need to at Men's Link or Lifeline or find your psychologist or your counsellor and get online with them and talk to them. And don't forget to talk to God in all your talking. Pray. Get it off your chest to him. Tell him everything. Tell him everything. You're wondering about everything. You're worried about everything you're thinking about. And then let him talk to you and show you the verses that you need. There are people listening today and your verse is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's your verse. Grab a hold of that right now. Write it down. Start writing it down. Putting it somewhere where you're going to see it. There are others who really need to latch onto the verse. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. Wouldn't it be great if he could just be making your way perfect all day, every day? If you've experienced loss of a friend or a family member, I want you to read and digest Jeremiah 31 verse 13. Because it says there, God has the power to take mourning and turn it into joy. A spiritual transformation, and only he can do it. But he is powerful enough, even if you're in mourning, to take that and produce joy out of it as a beautiful thing. And you will make it. Because when your diet includes a healthy dose of that life-producing word, it brings joy, it becomes joy. And then you're strong. Thanks for listening. We hope to see you in church again this weekend. To find out more about our church, find us online at c3churchwatson.com. Thank you.